I'm in Mark 8 right now, and uh, God is getting ready to do something. Listen, I believe that whoever has wanted your downfall, they're going to be upset because God is about to elevate you. <laughs> That's a good word. That's a good word. Listen to me. I don't think you guys understand. There's people who don't like you. Okay? Uh, Newsflash. There's some people that don't like you. JC, welcome back from Sarnia. It's good to see you in the house. We love you so much. Welcome back to everybody who's away. Welcome back. Um, there's people who don't like you. There's people who don't want to see you succeed. Um, but God is sending me as a messenger to tell you that the people who thought that they could get you in a corner to laugh at you, um, they're going to get very upset because I see in the next one year where some of you guys are going to be in the realms of power and of influence. Listen to the words that are coming from my mouth. The realms of power and influence that's going to come. I see, I see in this room, I see in this room that your enemies are going to be upset because what God is going to do in your life is going to shock people. It's going to shock people. Joe, if you don't mind, just giving me some keys, please. Just give me some keys. Just back me with some keys right now. I'm feeling something flowing real quick. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody grateful for God? Right here, I love this scripture. Verses 31 is where I'm at right now. I'm not going to preach this. I've created this. I, I prepared this message, but I'm not going to teach this message. I want to read this verse. I want to say a few things to you, and then we're going to release uh, the prophet of God to come and just minister to a few people. Tomorrow, we start our Dunamis conference. Our Dunamis conference is going to be so powerful. Anybody excited for Dunamis? As you can see, uh, the stage design, we've been working so hard. The stage design, real quick. Uh, just give me a 421, please, 421. And uh, you can see that the, the stage design is getting ready. You, you guys like the new stage design and, and, and everything? Anybody appreciate this? Any appreciate this? This is so good. This is so good. And um, we're getting ready for Dunamis uh, and everything that that comes with. Great men of God are coming from Ghana, from all over the world. Uh, women of God are coming to partake in this. So I don't want you to miss it. It starts tomorrow night at 6.30 p.m. And it goes all the way uh, until September 3rd. And so I don't want you to miss a session. Next Thursday is our day. Next Thursday is going to be awesome. We'll be here at King's Palace again. It's our service. We're going to do it during Dunamis. We have our time to do what we have to do. Isn't that awesome? Aren't you grateful for Dr. Ralph, the general overseer of this great work? We have our space to do it. We'll have a 10 a.m. session as well as a 6.30 p.m. session. We'll be teaching. We'll be uh, prophesying. The young people will be doing what we do. Uh, verses 31. Ah, oh, thank you, God. Then Jesus began to tell them that he, the son of man, would suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the leaders. Are you ready to be rejected? Um, question. I, I just want you uh, to understand some stuff, okay? Uh, help, me, help me minister to your friend that's sitting right beside you. Tell them, um, are, are you ready uh, uh, to be rejected? Right, tell them, tell them, tell them, are you ready to be I see some people don't want to answer this question. I, I am ready to be rejected. What if I told you that? Um, the level of influence that God wants to raise this church to, wants to raise you to, demands you to be set apart. Um, I played basketball. Sully, you played ball. You played university ball. I played ball uh, for a while. And uh, for high, from, you know, I don't know, like grade five to grade 12 or something like that. I play point guard. And um, 
Uh, I, I, any point guards in, in the place? I see some point guards, some shooting guards, some ball players. I see you, Aaron. I see some ball players here. Um, and I play sports. And uh, there's this one move I love so much uh, in basketball. When you're driving and you just drive in like this and then you just <laughs> step back. You know what I'm saying? And you step back to create separation. You step back to create space so that you can do what you have to do. In a season like this, space is needed. Okay? In a season like this season that you're in right now, space is needed in order for you to do what God has you to do. The Bible says here that Jesus was forewarning his disciples to tell them, are you ready? Because I'm, I'm about to be rejected. And, and, and he says that the leaders are going to do terrible things to me. And I'm going to be rejected by the leaders, by the leading priests, by the teachers, by the religious law. I'm going to be rejected by people who think that they have a control over me. I'm going to be rejected by the things that this world proclaims to be so righteous. I'm going to be rejected by those to take up the cross that God has for me. And to take up the mandate that God has for me. Listen, God is getting ready to start a movement in you. Not just through you, in you. God is getting ready to start a movement in you. But it demands that step back. It demands that, that, that separation. It demands that time of, of, of you just being with God. It demands that time of you solely searching for what God has for you. It says this, that he prophesied, this is Jesus, that he would be killed and three days later he would rise again. It says, as he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside. I love Peter so much. One of my favorite uh, Bible characters uh, uh, and apostles in the, in, the, in the faith. It says, Peter took him aside and told him, Jesus, you can't be saying stuff like that. He's like, how, how do you expect people to follow you uh, if all you do is tell them that you're going to be, you're going to die, you're going to raise up. Imagine if somebody was telling you this some 2,000 years ago. Hey man, I'm about to die, but three, years, three days later, I'm going to raise up. I'm going to rise up from the dead. You're going to see people are going to start doing. Ryan and I, Pastor Ryan, we always, we always discuss, we say, man, uh, if Jesus was living in our lifetime, it would take some special grace to follow. You know, because it's a different type of thing he was saying. It's different when he's dead and gone and has risen. And we look at him as our savior, as our cornerstone. But it's one thing to be living amongst him. And I love Peter because he was so analytical about this. That he realized, he said, Jesus, as much as I love you and as much as I care for you, you're talking some pretty scary stuff right now. You say you're going to die and rise up in three days. What is this that you speak of? And I love Peter's character, Pastor Joel, because Peter is such a bold man. And you look at it in the Bible, and there's so many instances in the Word of God whereby Peter is bold and he's doing things uh, uh, that nobody would actually want to do. He knows the separation to take, and he's doing things. I just love it in this scripture uh, where it says that he was with Jesus as they came to arrest him, and they cut off his ear. And I just love the boldness of Peter in this scripture. We move on in this. And Jesus turned over to his disciples and then said to Peter sternly, get away from me, Satan. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's point of view. You are seeing things from a natural standpoint and not a supernatural standpoint. Therefore, you don't understand God's ways. The scripture tells us that our ways are not his ways, nor our thoughts his thoughts. Our ability to understand God uh, uh, is limited because we can't understand his ways. Nor do we think the way he thinks, nor do we reason the way he reasons. And so therefore, we can't, we can't really understand God because God is not a subject. You can't sit down and say you want to understand God. We just try to be like God. 
And as we dive into the scripture, Jesus notices that Peter in this scripture was taking on the personality of Satan to tell God to tell him that he shouldn't be talking the way that he is talking in that circumstance. And many times in our walks with God, we have people that are around us uh, that try to hold us back from the very fire we need to go through uh, so that we can get burned to the point where we get out. We can thank God who was in us and with us through the fire. Um, I don't know if you're ready for what I have to say uh, because I feel as though there's some sermons that the enemy doesn't want you to hear. And this may be one of those sermons to know that, listen, there's some fire you have to go through. And unless you can own up to it and believe it and walk through that fire, knowing that God is with you in the fire, you won't get through the fire. We pick up this scripture right here. I'm almost done. Let me just read this really quickly. Then he called his disciples and the crowds to come over and listen. And it says this, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside selfish ambition. Shoulder your cross and follow me. If you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul if a person is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days? I, the son of man, will be ashamed of that person when I return in glory, my father, with the holy angels. May it never be said of you that you do not proclaim Jesus when it matters. Oh, my God. It's easy to proclaim Jesus when it's convenient. But out of convenient, a time that is inconvenient, do you still worship the way that you worship here when you're not here? Let me repeat what I just said. Do you still praise God, worship God the same way you do here? When you're not here. I'm bringing a lot of questions of reflection today. Because I believe that the season that God wants to shift us into. I just said it. It's a season of power and a season of influence. And with power and with influence comes separation. Now with separation. The thing about separation, Deji. Is that when it comes to the things of the spirit. Our flesh must die. Now, this is where it becomes interesting. This is where it becomes uh, 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 difficult. This is where the battle becomes harder. Uh, is this thing uh, where God calls us at our worst. And through grace, he changes us. He washes us through the word of God. However, this journey with God is a walk with God. That means that there will be times where you will trip. There will be times that you will fall. Because this is a walk and a journey with Christ. Now, if God looked at Peter and Jesus, as he was walking by, looked at Peter and called Peter, even though he was a fisherman, out of his dirt to follow him. Sometimes Peter would follow him. And as he was getting closer to Christ, it's as if more of his flesh was being revealed. I don't know if you're with me tonight. It was as if most of his flesh 
was being revealed. The closer you get to Jesus, the more you become like Christ. But the more you are faced with yourself to look at. (laughs) Because what is in you has to create room for who God has created you to be, right? And so everything that is in you must come out so that God can make you who he's called you to be. Okay, we get in and out. Okay. And so the Bible would say, if you want to be my follower, it says, shoulder your cross and follow me. I love this portion of scripture. I'm going to jump to it really quick and I want to bring prof to prophesy. I didn't come here to preach tonight. I just came here to share a simple message. I just want to have a conversation with you. Um, next week, uh, I'll preach. This week, I just want to share something with you. Luke twenty-two fifty-four. Luke twenty-two fifty-four. Let me just share this with you. Um, and, and, and tell the prophet, oh, he's, he's walking in right now. He's ready to go. Luke 22. Luke twenty-two fifty-four. I love this. Let me just read this real quick. So they arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. Oh my God, I love this. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it. And Peter joined them. Can you read that last part? And Peter joined them. Come on, say it again. Let's read this whole verse. One, two, three, go. No, 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 no. You're reading it like you're not a believer. Come on, put on your church self right now. Read this with some vim in your stomach. Come on, let's go. One, two, three, go. Peter joined them. I'm talking about this man in the Bible named Peter. The man that God called who was a fisherman. The man that loved Christ. The man that cut off the ear of the soldier. The man who who was with Jesus. Who knew Jesus so much that God would say, I will build myself upon you, Peter. Because of this same fact is that you have received a revelation of who I am amongst other things. When other people didn't know who I am, you knew who I was. But then the Bible says, and Peter joined them there. Now, who did Peter join? The people who were persecuting Jesus. Now, look at this scripture very intently. We look at this scripture and we look at this subject called join. This definition called join. Join means to become connected to. To become in line with. And Peter became connected there. Peter became connected there two questions for you two questions for you then we're going to wrap this up someone has to hear this word two questions for you who are you connected to in this season of your life one reflect on this who are you connected to in this season of your life if god is taking you into a realm of influence and power who you're connected to matters do you agree with me am i preaching to anybody here tonight anybody do you say i hear you Who you're connected with in this season matters. Because the Bible says Peter joined them. Then I don't understand how Peter can join them. Because the next thing that Peter does. You can't tell me Peter was going there to save Jesus. Because in the next verse. It says he denied Jesus three times. What was happening in this scripture? And Pastor Kofi, why are you bringing up this scripture at a time like this? Because I want you to understand that the closer that Peter walked with Jesus, the more of himself he was seeing. The more of his flesh that needed to die. The closer you get to the light, the more darkness has to die in you. There's a constant battle between your flesh and your spirit. More needs to die as you get closer. The reason why Peter denied Jesus in this scripture is because he wanted to accept Christ. But he couldn't because he had this inner 
battle on the inside of him like, Jesus, I see you and I want to be with you, but there's too much of my flesh that is here right now. God, I want to serve you, but I still fail sometimes. God, I want to be with you, but I trip sometimes. God, I'm a pastor, but I still trip up. I still have flesh. I still have feelings. I still have stuff in the inside of me. Oh, I told you you would get it in a minute. I told you you would get it. God, how can you use me? How can you work through me? How can you be with me? Please be seated. I'll take two minutes. I feel the power in this room. How can you be with me at a time like this, Jesus? When I may look the part, but in my heart, I'm not the person. When you get home, re-listen. This is a sermon you got to re-listen to. This is something you got to re-listen to. Because this is deep wells. I'm sorry, I didn't caution you. I just took you to the deepest very quickly. Sorry. But we have the prophets, so I don't have time to create backdrop. There's a constant fight between who God wants you to be and who you are now. A constant fight. Closer you get to Jesus, the more of yourself is revealed, the more of your flesh comes out. But you see, as Christians, as believers in the church, we don't know how to handle flesh when it comes when you're already in a position of power. You're not listening to me today. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me today. You're not, Pastor, can I see him in the back? I honor you, great man of God. He's a great prophet of God. He's with me because he understands what I'm saying right now. How can I, in my holy self, have flesh-like desire and then I call myself that I don't the closer you get to the light you know God gave me this revelation told me this he said if you take if you take steak Cheryl, and you put this, the raw steak you cook you take the raw steak and you put it on the fire and you begin to grill it what comes out of it the juices the liquids everything that was in it comes out of it so that you can actually eat it so that's palatable for your stomach you see when god brings you he brings you in your raw state and he puts you on the grill on the fire to get closer to him so you can be what he's created you to be but everything needs to come out of you all the poisons all the toxins all the fat everything needs to drain out of you so that god can use you Peter, God wants to use you. But I know you will deny me. In fact, I prophesied that you would deny me. I prophesied. That's why the scripture says that the moment the the rooster crowed, the Lord Jesus looked over at Peter. Because he said, I told you. And the Bible says immediately Peter understood, remembered that Jesus had said he would deny him three times before the rooster crows. Listen to me. You're going to go through struggles. This is a deep word. You're going to go through struggles. You're going to go through battles. You're going to go through times where you just want to be flesh. You're going to go through times where you don't feel like being holy. You're going to go through times where you don't feel like walking with God. But listen to me. You have to look past your feelings because if we want to be a generation... If we want to be a people that is real with God, we first have to be real with ourselves, Pastor. I struggle. I'm flesh. But the closer I get to God, the more my flesh is released. And the more God empowers me to know how to deal with that. You have two types of people. Please be seated. 
Let me give me a second. People who deny the flesh. People who deny it, that they're human. People deny that they have feelings. People deny that they have desires. People that deny it. They try to shove it under. Try to shove it under. Then you have people who acknowledge it. And they take pity in it. I can't serve God because... That's why you have people like that. I can't do that because this is what happened to Peter. The Bible says that Peter went right back to the riverside. And I love Peter because his story resonates with mine. God, I'm not perfect, but you still need me. If you didn't need me, you wouldn't call me. It says he went right back to the waterside. Prophet is ready. I feel it. He went right back to the, pro- to the, to the waterside. And the Bible says he's fishing. He's fishing. He's fishing. The same place he met Jesus and where Jesus called them. He's fishing and he's fishing and he's not getting anything. And he's trying and he's not getting anything. And he's going and he's not getting anything. And then God says, cast your net to that side. Change your focus. Change your mindset. You're doing it by yourself. But Peter, even though you denied me, I prophesied it. Even though you failed, I calculated it. Even though you stumbled, it's okay, it's part of my plan. Even though you scraped yourself, I needed that scar anyways. I'm not pacifying your sin right now. What I'm telling you is that there are times where God pushes you somewhere to learn something. And he prophesied it that you would go through some struggles. But I always say the things that are not tested can never be trusted. If you have not been tested, boy, I don't trust you. If you bring me to a restaurant and you give me some steak that has not been grilled, that has not been tested, that has not been tried, I don't want it because I'll get sick. Don't give me a man of God who hasn't been through something. Don't give me a cell leader who's never fallen. Don't bring me a man who's never had a few scars. Your scars are your story. Don't hide them. I'll come in. Listen to me. I just came back from Toronto. Please be seated. I learned something in Toronto. They don't care in Toronto. I'm from Toronto. We don't get... I was about to say something. Jesus. We don't give a damn. We don't care. I'm preaching in Toronto. And I'm preaching it. And the pastor's shocked. Shout out to Pastor George. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, sir. And he's shocked because he's like, I, I've been pre- I can't even, I can't preach. And, and he's like, listen, the, the word was a real talk. I never sweat. I don't think it's this sweater. Jesus, bridge. God, y'all didn't want to make some sweatshirts first. Just jump to the sweater. Damn. Love you guys. <laughs> the gradual just sweaters. Damn. Wearing October clothing in August, Jesus. But I know that there's a fire on this bridge. I prophesy a program called There is Fire on This Bridge. minister in Toronto and (laughs) 
I, 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 honestly, I shocked myself. I can't even lie to you. Because I, I was like, I, I don't think I've been this honest in ministry. Some of you guys, I was like, I was like, it was rugged. But I realized something that, listen, the generation we deal with, and I've always known this, is that, listen to me. If, if you're not going to be real with me, don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for fake people anymore. You know what I'm saying? Anybody with me, like, if you're going to be fake, just, just, just slide. Like, you know what I mean? Just slide. You know, I don't have time for you to fake and pretend to be my friend when you don't like me. If you don't like me, tell me you don't like me. If you want to backstab me, don't worry. I'll give you my back. I'll heal. It's a scar. I need it. If you want to trip me, try. I need it. Hey. You want to slap me? Here's my other cheek. Don't worry. I need it. Because as you get on the stuff on me, I'm getting stronger. I'm going deeper. I'm getting higher. You think that you have me. But the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. For the Lord delivers us out of them all. You think you're tripping me. But the, oh my God. The angels of the Lord, they protect me from every side. They have a camp of angels that stand to my left and stand to my right so you think you're getting me but enemies I have the last laugh if you want if you don't like me tell me you don't like me I don't give a damn please be seated I love you too pastor Peter understood this listen to me Peter time to get into this rev Peter Peter understood this Peter said I'm following Jesus because Peter was like Jesus's road dog you know what I'm saying he was like his, his right hand man and so he had to get close to him so as they're taking Jesus to where he is Peter's right behind him Peter's right behind him and then the moment they get to that place mind you Peter's a fisherman Peter ain't got no friends <laughs> Peter's there he's a fisherman he only has a few guys that are around him that are also fishermen he sees some guys and he says listen I want to be able to connect with these guys he sits down there and he starts conversing with those guys you can't tell me Peter was sitting down the whole time and he wasn't talking to anybody you can't tell me that Peter was sitting down and he wasn't having some of the food you can't tell me that Peter was there but the Bible says that blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the godly it says that he doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord and there he meditates upon a day and night. Therefore, Peter understands that, listen, God, I've been meditating day and night, but I'm sitting in the seat of the scornful. Oh, my God. I've been meditating, but I'm still in the seat right now. I'm meditating, but I'm talking right now. I'm eating the food right now. You told me that as I go to Babylon, I shouldn't eat the king's meat, but I'm enjoying it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm chopping right now. I'm eating. I'm sitting down. I'm conversing. How else would they know? Mm. 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 No, 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 no. This guy rolls with Jesus. Mm. Second time. No, no, no. Peter says, nah, I don't roll with Jesus. Second time he says, no, this guy is a Galilean. He looks like Christ. He smells like Christ. This guy is Jesus. No, he has to be with them. Third time. No, this guy is with Jesus. Mm. Rooster crows. Let me tell you. That when God called you. If you've forgotten. The Bible says. And I've said this time and time again over the years. Uh, the Bible says that God took his breath and breathed it in you. Okay. So then that therefore presupposes this very point that I'm about to say. That wherever you go you carry the zoe of 
Christ, which is the breath of Christ on the inside of you. Therefore, you can't hide who God has created you to be. That's why you feel awkward when you're sitting in this seat. You might be sitting in this seat, but it's uncomfortable. And you can't lie to yourself because you're thinking of, this is where I'm supposed to be, but I'm still in this seat right now. That's where I'm supposed to go, but I'm sitting in this seat right now. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm still doing it. God, how do I get out of it? Let me tell you the first step, honesty. Don't get anything from what I'm saying. Thank you so much. This guy's called of God. Sit down, please. Jesus' name. If you don't get anything from what I'm saying, be so honest with yourself as to know that as the closer I walk to the light, the more that is revealed of me. The closer I get, if we dim the lights in this room even lower and we begin to turn up the light gradually, you'll see that as the light starts going up, the darkness starts to disappear. The brighter you become, the less darkness is on the inside of you. So in this season, all I'm saying prophetically is decree and declare upon your life that your light is going higher. Therefore, more darkness will be revealed as to know that, whoa, it was dark in here, but it's not dark anymore. You still recognize that the darkness in your life. Jesus.